from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 227, the Kessel Run G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, uh, John, welcome back, buddy. <laughs> it, it seems like forever, Ryan, but it wasn't, because I, I just looking before we started, and we put out a show in April with all our Joe vehicles. So That's it wasn't, true. It wasn't but it too, seems like too, a lot longer than that. It does. It really does. I, I don't. I don't know why, but yeah, you're right. It was just in April. It wasn't that long ago, but I don't know why. I don't know if it's just, you, well, you've had a lot going on. I've had a lot going on. So I think maybe that's why, because it just it causes time to f- slow down. Maybe. Well, and you've, you've put out multiple shows in the meantime, too, which is, which is good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than you, you know. Holy crap, you. I'm actually being consistent with episodes. <laughs> 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 um, the thing I am not, I have not... Uh, been putting out and i do want to let listeners know that stuff is coming so the prizes that people won i apologize i did not get them out the door it's been months and i and i know i said that it was going to take me a while but i thoroughly apologize by the time you're hearing this uh uh mr brian lang and anthony houseo who won uh the skyward and the green lantern omnibuses they're already in the mail you may even have them by the time you hear this um the posters are coming. Those will take me a little bit longer because I it, there's a cost with those, and it, so I'm going to stagger them out. But they they will all all be going out very soon. Um, and then I've given Robert the information for the two prize winners, and I confirmed that he still has the has the prizes. So he says, "Yeah, you send me their addresses, I'll get it out to them." So uh, so I I apologize to anyone that's been waiting and wondering what's going on, but I wanted to throw that out there first to kind of say prizes are on their way. Uh, they are coming. I have a system in place now, uh, kind of tied into me being consistent with putting episodes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to throw that out there. Um, John, the other thing I've noticed is for some reason, a lot of these episodes, when you come on, everyone else seems to abandon us. I don't know what's going on. 
uh, you know, <laughs> you, you, you guys called me a sellout. Maybe they're like, well, the sellout's here. We're not gonna, we're not gonna grace us, grace our presence there when he's there. I don't know. No, no. Uh, here's here's what happens so that people know. It has nothing to do with John. It has everything to do with my co other co-hosts. Um, Robert often will say, yeah, I should be able to make it, which always tells me he's not going to be here. So. Unless he and Robert is one of those for the podcast where unless it's ass in seat, I already know he's not going to be here. <laughs> there have been times where I thought, you know what, maybe Robert and I will just do an episode, and I'm like, well, I also have to be ready in case it's just me. Uh, uh, Chuck, who I had talked to recently, says, oh yeah, not a problem, and then he said that he was going out with his fiance uh, and her dad and brother. They showed up and invited them out to dinner. Uh, he was like, sorry, I totally forgot about it. And I says, well, you do understand that I, we will now have to make fun of you on the episode. And he said he expects nothing less. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Chuck evidently did not make his plans aware to his fiance and Chuck, you better get your shit together because once she becomes your wife, you better make sure she knows what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, even though it hasn't been that long, how, how things been, tell the listeners like how, how's life been treating you? It has been extremely hectic for me. The HR Social Hour podcast just continues to pick up momentum. I was actually in New York City last week for a conference. Got to hang out with previous guest and our friend Greg Siegel. Nice. Was really fortunate to actually record, finally, the podcast of my dreams that's not this or Social Hour. I got to record an episode of... of uh, cruising together with Greg and other previous guests, Chris Giarusso. Uh, it is not going to come out for a while, I don't think. I will certainly let everybody know once it does. It was tremendous fun. I think it's going to be the longest episode of that show ever, Nice. which means we rubbed off on him. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I got to, got to spend some time with Greg and hang out and uh, see the city a little bit. Uh, headed to Vegas next month where I'm speaking going to Orlando in August to, to uh, another conference down there to help out a couple other things brewing that I'll hopefully be able to announce soon. It's just insane, man. It just nice. keeps gaining momentum. And, and again, I appreciate everybody here that's been so supportive and yeah, uh, would have never dreamed it. Yeah. Just never yeah. dreamed it. It's but it's good. And yeah, you know, um, traveling a lot for day job too. So it's, I'm actually home for a couple weeks. I'm trying to get a lot done while I'm here. Uh, everybody's good. Uh, if you can believe this, everybody, uh, Jacob, who has been on the show, is going to graduate in less than a month. Oh, my God. And, which is crazy. From grade school, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope, try high school, my friend. And uh, that's exciting. And yeah. so we're kind of getting ready for that and having family in and be celebrating. But, uh, yeah, good stuff all around. So is he? So since he's going to be graduating, is he now technically a full fledged adult, or is he not at that age just yet? He is. He's already eighteen. Oh wow! Jeez, <laughs> you're killing me, man. You, you think I'm killing you? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, to give you to give you a, a, a kind of a similar situation, I have a nephew who uh, was five years old when when my wife and I first started dating. He is now twenty six. And is about to head out to Japan because he took Japanese as his major. He's very good at translating and everything else. He's he's about to head out there for like two months. And I'm like, you're not old enough to go live in Japan. 
Like, <laughs> it's just not. It. And the thing is, he's already done it once before. So, uh, so yeah, it just, I'm like, do you, I was, and I actually said to him, I was like, you do understand, like, I'm not trying to talk down to you like you're a kid or anything like that. But I said, you will understand at a later date how old you're making me feel right now. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Uh, I actually wanted, since you mentioned being on uh, Shegel's podcast, uh, which I am looking forward to, to listening to, I've, I've been getting a little bit more time to listen to podcasts lately, especially with the nice weather out. I can go for walks and listen to podcasts, so it's, it, I'm be able to get a few more in than I used to. Um, I appeared on uh, In-Flight Entertainment, which uh, was my buddy Yusuf's uh, podcast. My, he's my brother from another mother. He was, he's, bas- he's the husband of one of my wife's good friends, and him and I, he, they came into town. They live in California. He came into town, and I met this guy for the first time, and it was like we were long-lost brothers that had been together for decades. Uh, he's, he's an amazing guy. Him and I get along um, incredibly if we, I wish we lived closer to each other uh, but he had me on to talk about the uh, Transformers uh, movie cartoon movie from the 80s and uh, much like you were saying with uh, with Greg's podcast uh, it's the longest podcast they have done <laughs> so right. we, def- we definitely do rub off on other podcasts <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a blast, and he said he wants to have me on again to talk about the GI Joe movie, uh, in the, uh, the animated one, in the future. So, uh, so it should be a good time. Speaking of movies, uh, you and I both saw a, a little thing that was out recent has been out recently. It's gaining a little. It's gaining some steam. It's you know, pe- I think people, so. Few yeah. people are seeing it. Uh, <laughs> that was Avengers Endgame. Uh, which it, it's been uh, it's been a uh, monster of a movie. It's a juggernaut. It's nothing's stopping this thing. Um, so what what were your overall thoughts? Like what what's your overall feel for the movie and everything else? Like what'd you think? I I think it's a very fitting ending to the last ten years of movies. Yeah. It is not the greatest thing I've ever seen. No. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I cheered. I got a little choked up. Mm-hmm. It was wholly satisfying. I, I was happy. You know, I, you look as far as I'm concerned, the Russo brothers can do no wrong. Absolutely, I've said that before. You know, these guys worked on Arrested Development. They worked on Community. They understand how to world build. They understand how to get everybody time to tell their part of the story. Again, it, not perfect, nor yeah. it'd be impossible when yeah. you've got a cast that big and you're trying to do that much stuff. Yeah. But again, I I thought it was great. I, we're going to open up the spoilers because it's been around long enough. Sure. Fat Thor about broke me. That was <laughs> that was hilarious because now I love how everybody's posting. Oh, you know, I've always worked to get Thor's body. Now I have it. That is right. my friends. All of us of a certain age. I just it's really really funny. Uh, Professor Hulk was great. Yeah. It was all great. I mean, our, really our said, buddy. Just, che- yeah, our yeah. buddy Chewy uh, messaged me after he saw it, and he goes, "Fat Thor is my spirit animal." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> You know, I, no, I just it, it was it was great, and yeah. when Cap caught the hammer, or, oh my I god, I was like everybody in the audience freaked out. How can you not? Yeah, I, I tell you though, it's it, what one of those things where you know you're the the fanboy in the room. I geeked out when Jim Starlin was in it. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> 
But like nobody else around me got right. that at all. No, and and I'm all. like, oh, I said, it's Jim Star. Like I'm going, oh! <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm finding out that there was other, a lot of other creators in there that I didn't know, know were in it. Um, I think I heard something like Amanda Connor was in it. And like, oh. yeah, like they're like very, or maybe she, no, she was in the Captain Marvel movie. Um, okay. That's what it was. Oh. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there was definitely creators there that I recognized that were put into the movie. Um, yeah, I, I loved it too. Like you said, it's not perfect. In fact, I would I would say objectively that uh, Infinity War I think was a tighter movie um, than this one, better paced and everything else. But as far as uh, I heard this as a complaint, which doesn't surprise me because a lot of people use this as a complaint. Uh, <laughs> I heard a lot of reviewers that were like, "Oh, it's a fanboy fan service movie." I was like, "You're damn right, it is." Yeah. <laughs> why? Meant, why not? I mean, it was meant to be. It was. Yeah. Again, it. People, a couple people asked me about it that are not real into the movies, and I said you could, if you've seen Infinity War, you could watch Infinity War and see this and be yeah. fine. Yeah. However, you would miss a lot of the nuance of all these other movies. That again, that world building, going back and going all the way to, I'll buy you all the cheeseburgers you want, kind of thing. Right. I mean, you you gotta you gotta know the you history. gotta have been in there to get right. to to really appreciate. Yeah those things but again it was it was fun yeah uh you i think we got everything we wanted i i understand that howard the ducks in the battle scene i didn't yeah. see him i saw a so screenshot I, of it yeah, yeah. that was that was surprising when i heard somebody talking about that yeah uh i so, will say so for for me uh well one thing i'm going to be doing in the near future is i'm going to i own all the movies that have been released so far I'm going to go back and I actually want to watch all of them again, kind of closer together. So this way I can kind of pick up a lot more of those nuances and everything. Um, But for, so what, one thing that these movies have done for me is kind of change one, uh, a favorite of mine. So I've always liked Captain America and I've always said that Captain America, if I was a superhero, I feel like that's who I would be um, because I just identify a lot with him and, and how he views the world and everything else. A lot of that is because of these movies. Um, I've been reading the Captain America comics for a while, and I've and I love the current Captain America comic. It's amazing. Um, but uh, I believe it's written, being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Uh, he's mm. just doing an incredible job with it. Um, but Cyclops is still my number one Marvel character. Uh, I don't. I think he always will be. But Cap is now my number two, and a lot of it's because of these movies. Um, and I will tell you. There was not a scene that gave me more goosebumps and more chills than when Cap is standing there looking like he's going to have to take on the whole army by himself and knowing he's going to die and straps that shield on, that yeah. broken shield. Broken shield. <laughs> broken shield. And he hears, on your left, and out comes of these portals, <laughs> this whole army, which I loved that moment. And then to hear Cap say, Avengers Assemble, assemble. <laughs> finally. I, I have goosebumps now picturing that scene. Uh, and I've uh, said to so many people, I was like, there's two things about that scene, that, that whole moment right there. I said, number one, the word epic cannot be used enough. And I mean by the truest sense of the word epic. Like, I have never seen anything at that scale on a movie since maybe Ready Player One. Um, and then... On top of that, 
I've told many people, I'm like, even if you hated this movie or just had problems with this movie, if you stand there and tell me that you did not like that moment, I'm going to call you a liar to your face. Because <laughs> that was that that moment epitomized everything for me with these movies. And again, a cat moment for me. I never pictured this movie ending with the scene that it ended with, but I cannot think of a more fitting ending than him dancing with Peggy at the end. Oh yeah, that yeah. I was getting choked up telling my wife about it. She's like, "Oh my god, are you getting choked up telling me about the ending?" And I was like, "Yes." And then I told her why, and she's like, "Okay, I get it." And she hasn't even seen these movies. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> so, um, so what? What other highlights for you? I know you mentioned Cap catching the the hammer, Fat Thor. Yeah, Fat things? Thor. The yeah that. Uh... <sighs> I, you know, I, I, it's it's funny, guys. I saw it, I saw it the Monday after it came out, yeah. and guy, I did not want to get, I didn't want to get spoiled, yeah. you know. I, and I give a lot of, I give everybody I know credit. Nobody said anything. Yeah, like yeah. I, 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 that's the first time I know other people are like it was flooded my, flooded everything I read. Well, I guess I don't follow the right people on Twitter. Right. They were going to talk about it, and the, pe- the, and the people I know were people that were going to go see it, and yeah. uh, everyone made it a point to just not say anything. So, right, right, yeah. So no, uh, I, you know, I, I'm trying to think. I, you know, I, I thought that uh, I thought how Iron Man ended up with the glo- with the stones was cool, oh, amazing, and you know that was. I thought they. And him saying bye fit- to Peter was just oh yeah. That was a fitting, a fitting ending. I'll be honest. When when Cap was there, getting the, you know with the, with the broken shield and getting the yeah. shit out, I thought he was going to eat it. Yeah. I thought, well, they're going to kill them both. Yeah. Everybody speculated on what they're going to do. I liked the fact that they didn't kill everyone whose contracts were up. Like that right. was a good way to handle it. I was shocked at Black Widow dying. <laughs> Yeah, you because know, I knew she had a movie coming out. Right. <laughs> well, when they sent them both, I'm like, well, one of them's gonna go, and I figured, right. well, you know, maybe she's gonna go because he's got kids. I, I, right. I, I don't know. I uh, no. But then also, that also made me feel like Iron Man wasn't going to die, even though yeah. his contract was up. Because I was like, he has a kid now. You can't kill right. the dad. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's funny. I had. I, I got to tell you, I just watched this weekend. I went back and watched Iron Man two. Yeah. I hadn't seen it in a while, and it really holds up. Okay. Like I really, the you know those movies hold well, yeah. and it and you see even then when that with the introduction of Black Widow and what have you, and a, yeah, you know like you, I think I'm gonna have to go back and start watching some of the older ones, yeah, because I haven't seen them in a while. Right. Same here. Uh, but I was I was just like, oh, this is really still really solid. Yeah. And and it you could tell uh, the beats that were. It, that show up later, like yeah. when he becomes a consultant for the yes. initiative and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we're never going to see something like this ever again. No, I, I well, and I got to say, you know, I and I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm not seeing Captain Marvel. It just was not. I yeah. just you wasn't on my radar. You didn't need to. And I heard that. And it's a good one, but yeah. I, I didn't think they gave much Brie Larson much to work with. She's just super powered and yeah. beats the shit out of stuff, and then that's it. And she pretty. I just didn't care. Her performance didn't do anything for me. But I, I have to say, I'm just not very excited about what's next. You know, yeah, I, mean, I got to see what they do. Because uh-huh. I, I know, and I recognize, look, I wasn't real excited about Doctor Strange movie, but it was great. Yeah. So I, I think they'll they'll figure it out. But yeah. you're talking, what, like Inhumans and 
Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, if they make it a 70s karate picture, it would be excellent. Shang-Chi, I think I'm kind of excited about that because it's something yeah. different. Uh, they're doing the, the Eternals, not the Inhumans. The Eternals, I'm yeah. sorry. Eternals. Um, and then I am very I'm, – I'm actually very excited about the next Spider-Man movie. I love – well, I well, love, yeah, that, I yeah, love I Mysterio. Yeah, I saw for that. I, that does look fun. That yeah. does look fun. Uh, Mysterio is like my second favorite Spider-Man villain next to Green Goblin, so I'm very excited about what they do with him. I understand, though, that they're saying that's kind of the end of this. Yes. That's it's what like Feige came out and said. Yeah, they, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the end of that. Yeah. I, now, what, if they give us a Thor and the Thor with the Guardians, yeah, yeah, the Asgardians of the and, galaxy, yes. And we get the original <laughs> Guardians like they yes. teased in Volume 2. Yes. Oh, man, yeah, like I'd be all over that. Yeah. I, it it will be very interesting to see how they spin it out. And so, do yeah. you do you put out? Do you make it West Coast Avengers? Do you come, yes, come up with something? I know. You know? Well, and like you bring up uh, with Thor, I love the whole scene at the end of the banter again between him and Peter Quill of like uh, we all know who's in charge and right, stuff. You know, right, right. <laughs> that was great. Oh, and then uh, with. I can't remember who it was that said it. He's like, until, to Rocket, he's like, until a second ago, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, like you said, it was funny that the, the how they handled the timeline stuff yeah. or the the time Oh, jump. going, going yeah. back and revisiting the old movie yeah. scenes and stuff was fantastic. I yeah. mean, it was just great. And I guess, and like, I guess with the Disney thing, you're gonna, we're going to be getting the Loki series, which I assume has to be when he stole the stone and disappeared and is going to be traveling now maybe through i did think in the in uh infinity war Mm -hmm. so at the beginning and they're on the ship when when thanos comes on the ship and kills loki and kills they've killed all these asgardians i had no idea that the rock guy was still alive Oh yeah, and also he's playing video games with Thor, and that like I was so happy <laughs> that was to see great. that guy was great. Cork, and yeah, <laughs> and, Cork, and yeah. and that Valkyrie survived too. Yeah, of course I love that. Figured they were going to do that. Yeah, uh, and and Sif has never been seen again. So maybe yeah. she's somewhere. Right. Uh, I, I like I, I like the fact that they never made Thor thin. Oh no! Yeah, because yeah. I thought that was going to happen. I thought okay, he's going to do some Asgardian like muscle crunches or something like that and like be or when he got his pow his hammer back and hit with lightning i thought also he's gonna be fit when his again. beard when his beard buried it itself that was pretty sweet right right <laughs> right and, and, and they've given me they've given me hope for beta ray bill because yes. now now we have a hammer and an axe well did you hear and, it's, it's announced officially no yes oh it's official uh, I can't remember, uh, but I just heard about it like a day or two ago. Don't play like, with me, gross. That's I'm not. not. Right. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not, dude. I'm telling you, I love the character too. I know. I yeah. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I'm gonna look look it up. Uh, so he was well. His his bust is in Ragnarok on the Tower of Champions. So it it all stands to reason that. And look, yeah. they have figured out the tech enough that. You can make a horseman and make it look work because yeah. I thought Thanos. You know, all the characters they've done, they all work, and the de aging stuff works. They it, they they have perfected those things so much. You know, so the, no, not granted, it, it's still like out there, but it says, uh, let's see, what does it say here? Um, we got this covered. Website saying sources uh, source close to we got this covered has told us that James Gunn's 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we'll see the debut of not only Beta Ray Bill, but also Quasar. Wow. So when you still got Adam Warlock out there somewhere too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, a lot of the a lot of the creators of these movies have said they they wanted Beta Ray Bill to be in it. So, uh, oh, Feige told us it says Feige told us that Bill was cut out of Ragnarok because his brief appearance didn't do him justice. So, oh man, yeah. Now I'm freaking out. All right, yeah. well, well, thank, okay, yeah, bring it on. Let's yep. get it. Let's do it because that, that that's. We got we got we got I got to see Beta Ray Bill. We got to see Beta Ray Bill. I like Beta Ray Bill more than Thor in the comics, so <laughs> I'm all for that. In fact, when I met Walt Simonson, uh, I had him draw a character from World of Warcraft because he was writing the story at the time. But Chuck said, "Well, I don't really need another sketch. Uh, I'm not really looking to get a sketch from Walt Simonson." So he says, "What what else would you like him to draw?" And I was like, uh, "Beta Ray Bill." So I have a sketch, uh, quick head sketch of Beta Ray Bill nice. from Walt Simonson. So love it. Yeah, love it. So, but yeah, I, I loved this movie. I uh, just and again, it's for the fan service that I loved it. Like I'm fine with that. That it worked for me. And like you said, I think it was a fitting close to what has been built up. To see all those armies coming together of everyone that they've built allies with through all these movies, it was amazing. The only yeah, the only surprise I guess that wasn't there were the Nova Corps. I know, and and you know when the the skies started getting like all lightning and stuff when Captain yeah. Marvel came in, I thought that was gonna be the Nova Corps coming in. Yeah, it was so. it, I, I was I was blown away. I cannot look. I know it made a bajillion dollars or yeah. whatever in real money, two billion or something by now. I'm sure. Yeah, I I can't imagine what the actual budget on this picture was just based on ev- having every yeah. single damn actor in it. You know, when you bring in, I mean, Robert Redford's effectively retired, right. so he's back, and you know, uh, gosh, you know, all of them, like everybody that showed up. The thing is, for this movie, there, the budget was probably bottomless. Like whatever you need <laughs> for this movie, you can have it because we know we're going to make buckets well, and buckets more. And I have to say, speaking of of, of Shield and and Robert Redford and everything. You were the first person I thought of when Cap leaned in and said Hail Hydra. Oh yeah, and I was recording that show. Yes, Hail Suckers, and I was like, oh my, I was howling. I was yes. just absolutely howling because I thought we were going to get another fight in the elevator scene. <laughs> right. And then he did that, and I was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. But that, that's a poke <laughs> in the eye to all those fanboys that went so nutty yes. over that shit. You yes. know. Two years ago, I, I was, I, but I just, I about died when he <laughs> yes. said that. Yes. Oh man! He, and you know, again, I think that's one of those things that works on a different level for yes. certain people. Well, and the and the thing is too, like you said, they got all these actors to come back. I'm like, how the hell they do this? Like you said, they got Robert Redford to come back for just, you know. And I realized they were just cameo scenes, but you had to get all these people back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. I, I was. I mean, apparently, even I guess Natalie Portman was at least in. I mean, they gave her a credit. Yeah. So and and I yeah well, yeah it was great. It, yeah. It, again, like I said, the Russos in my mind can do no wrong. I, I understand that they've handed them. Is it Paramount? Somebody's handed them basically their catalog and said, right, figure it out. Which I, I heard Kroll was on the list, which would be interesting. I think that would be uh, a perfect movie to to do a remake uh, of. <laughs> but but I, yeah, they're they're talking some pretty serious, you know, catalogs of of stuff that they could be involved in. And uh, you know, I, I as I've said, I've been a fan of theirs since 
well, really with community and then going back and watching sure. Arrested Development. I just, I think they, they're just such amazing storytellers. And who would have and, thought that that would cause the creators of that? Now, don't get me wrong, I love that stuff, but yeah. who would have thought, let's put these guys in charge of the, these Marvel movies? Right. <laughs> right. And, and I think almost, almost, I, somebody, I think the boys were talking about the fact that I believe almost all the major, characters on community have now been in the marvel movies yes yes pretty much i think yeah. uh there's like one i think one hasn't but everybody else has has, uh, has has mikhail been on there in there well he was in spider-man 2 okay well, he goes way back he was in one of the spider-mans okay i don't know if he's been in the current stuff in the mcu stuff yeah, yeah in the mcu but you know uh, so many of them have and then yeah uh and course if they're think if they're talking multiverse for spider-man you could get miles morales and you could put oh yeah put donald glover his uncle or whatever in there and well, yeah, he was there. he was in homecoming yeah, yeah. so yeah so yeah. i i don't know it was what do you say it was great yeah, I, I think it. i think all of our friends enjoyed it i don't yeah. know anybody that didn't and if yeah. they didn't hey you know what i get it i mean you know that's it's not everybody's thing if yeah. you're not into those movies like, you know if i have friends that just don't see those movies, i was like don't go to this one if you don't yeah not your thing. You're not going to like this one anymore. Any. I had our, I had our but yeah. I had our buddy Sam uh, sent me a text where it was like a guy posted in the comic group about how he had a coworker that decided to go see Endgame because it was getting so much hype and was making so much money. He thought he should go see what what it's all about. And he came back and said and told this guy, uh, you know, it was a good movie, but it was so confusing. And he says, and then I talked to him and found out that he did not see Infinity War or the last eight Marvel movies. And he goes, he says, how do I kindly tell this guy that he's an idiot? Because <laughs> yeah. this, this really was a movie that you had to have seen. Yeah, some of definitely the not one you can just start with this one. <laughs> no, no, not even close. So, wow. um, but yeah, I loved it. And like you said, if, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. That's like, if you're someone that has enjoyed the Marvel movies all along and you didn't like this one, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you, but, <laughs> but if you're not into the superhero movies, I get it. And that like, I've had people that have said to me too, like, uh, like, Oh, is your wife into star Wars? I'm like, no, she's seen, she's seen the, a new hope and that's it. And that was only cause she felt like she should. Uh, I never, pushed any of that on her she just when we were dating she's just like yeah i feel like i should see one of them since they're so important to you and we watched it and then she was like it was good and it was that it was good like i don't need to see any more of them but it was good to see that one <laughs> so like she's seen iron man she's seen one of the spider-man movies in the past but of these mcu movies she's only seen the first iron man and she really liked it she thought it was actually a really good movie but she hasn't seen any of them since then so this was not one to take her to <laughs> sure sure um, but yeah, definitely some, like you said, definitely some feels, some choked up moments for me, uh, some kick-ass awesome moments, uh, a lot of hilarious moments. It, it was, it was just a great time. And I can't think of too many characters that they didn't bring back for this, like supporting characters and everything. So it was, uh, it was definitely, in my opinion, it was definitely an achievement just for that alone to be able to bring all of that back for one movie right so. no absolutely absolutely you know again you, you wrapped up 10 years worth of films in a very fitting manner yeah absolutely. very fitting manner absolutely all right well uh you ready to talk some gi joe 
I am absolutely ready to talk some G.I. Joe. I know this one is special to you. Yes. So, so why don't you yes. tell the listeners why this one is special well, to you? Well, this has come up on this show at least once, if not five or six or ten times over the years. G.I. Joe number 18 was the first G.I. Joe comic I ever bought off of Spinner Rack, the local drugstore in the little town where I grew up. And I actually read the copy I bought 36 years ago tonight. Wow. It has uh, in in the GI Joe in the logo. I wrote in pencil as like a, as a kid. I wrote GI you know, like I wrote in pencil. Don't ask me why. Uh, this thing is beat to hell. It is yellow. I have a much cleaner copy in my collection that I I That's probably good. picked up like ten years ago. But I you know it was one of those things. I opened it up and it was just you know all of a sudden I'm I'm in grade school again. I just yeah. That's awesome. so excited and yeah I yeah this one. I, I, this whole early run of Joe is tremendous. Yeah, and, and reading them, you know, I, this is some of the most fun I have is when we do these episodes to talk about these yeah. books because I just love them. But this one in particular, yeah, man, it just oh. It, well, and I will say I am so thrilled that this worked out this way because if you I mean, you know this, John, listeners yeah. don't know this, but. We were supposed to record last week, and you weren't going to be able to be there for it. Right, right. And uh, circumstances happened that was just like, yeah, I, I, I actually called off the episode that night, and uh, uh, and I was just like, and so it worked out because this is, you know, this is an issue that you should be on the episode for, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, for that reason. So, um, yeah, that that's awesome. I have read this. Uh, issued twice because we were Chuck and I were supposed to cover that was another thing Chuck and I were supposed to cover this in the past just him and sure. I yeah so and and you weren't going to be there for for that one so like I said I think just the stars lined up to say John needs to be on this episode when we cover this yeah I think uh, so yeah so uh, I've read it I read it once back then I read it again like a week or so ago uh, I did not read it again today maybe I should have but I, I think I remember everything that happened so <laughs> we'll be going through that but uh as always, I, I know you have the actual issue there, so feel free to jump in with all the the fun ad type stuff. That oh, and there's off. some fun ads in this one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Um, but I, I love going back to these issues too because as I've I've mentioned on I believe I mentioned on the show recently, like I have not read when it comes to the Marvel runs of GI Joe, Star Wars, and Transformers. I have not read all of the issues. I never have. And it's one of the things I really enjoy about doing this show is I am now going through all of the original run. Uh, I'm going through it slowly, and there's times where I feel like maybe I should just go ahead and read ahead and everything. But I kind of like the fact that I'm discovering some of these issues that you guys know pretty well and a lot of our listeners know really well. So it's been fun for me, too, to go back and and read the original Star Wars run, the original G.I. Joe run, the original Transformers run. so I don't come on to these shows going, I'm an expert. I've read these issues 20 times. Uh, now this, I've, this issue in particular, I've, I've read twice in my life, which has been in the last month. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this was not one that I owned as a kid. So, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and, and definitely looking forward to any, uh, insights that you had as far as, you know, things that you really enjoyed it. And it, if you remember anything from when you were a kid to reading it now. So, uh, so this is uh, issue G.I. Joe Real American issue, issue number 18, uh, covers by Mike Vosberg. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the cover, John. It's a great cover. It does not necessarily relay what goes on in the book. 
Mm-mm. I mean, well, the themes are there, yes. but it's not something that actually happens. Right. But it's it's a great cover. It is probably one that I might, I, you know, as I was looking at it tonight, I was like, gee, I, this one might be one I get somebody to uh, reimagine for reimagine. my sketchbook. Yeah, that would be cool. uh, You know, I need to do that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's cool. You got Cobra Commander facing the screen. You got Destro, like, stepping up on something. He's got his gun in both hands ready to go. And, yep. and it looks like the Joes have captured somebody. And, yep. again, those things all happen, but not in front of a command screen <laughs> right right well and this one almost reminds me of uh of the co- uh comic commercials that they used to do back in the day yeah like yeah. You, almost like the that screen would if you put on the tv that screen was gonna all of a sudden like show action behind it and we were gonna zoom into it and everything so um but yeah i, I think it's an awesome cover like you said it's it, it it's indicative of what happens inside but not quite uh, but it's a, it's an awesome action cover. I agree. I think a recreation of this would be pretty amazing. So uh, you got to get Dean on this one. Oh man, don't, yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Dean Cott's working on that one. Be amazing. So all right. So uh, so we have the issue is written by Larry Hama, of course. Uh, breakdowns are by Blank Vosberg. Finishes are by John uh, D'Agostino. Uh, letters, letter is, uh, Edward Norton. Colors is George, uh, Russos, or Rousos. Uh, editor is Denny O'Neill. And the chief editor is Jim Shooter. Uh, it is titled Destro Returns. Uh, very fitting, uh, of course. Uh, so we are, we see the Joes are heading in an APC towards Coney Island. In the water. Yes. They're in the water. It's yes. floating. Yes. Uh, to show its amphibious side. Uh, they notice a, a plane up in the sky that is, uh, I believe that's Stalker in there, that is, is saying that he notices the plane is sporting a Cobra insignia. And uh, when we turn the page there, we have uh, Hawk saying that's no surprise, Cobra's got good reason to be snooping around here. And uh, he's looking through his binoculars and he sees the Cyclone roller coaster ahead. Uh, and he sees that there's a sketchy character getting out of a cab, and these binoculars that Hawk has are absolutely incredible. Yeah, they keep zooming in and zooming in, zooming in and and panning around buildings. And <laughs> uh, but we see who it is is actually Scarface. Uh, and and we've talked about this before, and I know I've talked about this with Robert too. It amazes me how prominent certain characters were in these Joe comics that never had action figures because the action figures weren't based off of the comics or the cartoon. The action figures were their own entity and the comics and cartoon were to sell the action figures, not help create new action figures. Did, so. did they ever, they made a Scarface eventually though, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they the collector's had, club or collectors somebody made one later it, down yeah. the road? Yeah. So, but it just, like I said, it's just, it seemed like it would have been ripe for making new character. Yeah. Uh, action absolutely. figure characters. So, um, so Hawk uh, also lets the uh, team know that he got a little tip about what was going on from Snake Eyes, and everyone's shocked because everyone thought Snake Eyes was dead. <laughs> Snake Eyes has the prettiest handwriting of any oh, yeah. soldier I've ever seen. <laughs> That's the <laughs> nicest cursive. And he writes, cheers, S-E. And so he signs it, S-E. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and the, and the thing is, too, it's like, that would almost make me, as Hawk, doubt it with Snake Eyes also, because I'm like, there's no dude that writes that pretty. <laughs> um, so here's a question for you, because I don't, uh, as I mentioned, I have not read 
far enough ahead. Do we ever know what the PS says? I don't think so. I don't okay. remember them ever saying what it was. Because on, but, on but the it, letter it says PS, and only Scarlet would know, right. will confirm that it was truly Snake Eyes because of what was in the PS, and we never see what that actually says. And it looks like a tear comes out of her yes. eye. Like she, yeah, it's like, oh, it's him. He's the only yeah. one that would know it. So right. probably something very personal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then we see, and I love this, this, <laughs> yes. this, this got to my heart right, right away. <laughs> we are pulling out the mantas <laughs> to go, to go, uh, sailing up to the coast there. Um, I, you never really saw the mantas too often. So it was always a treat when they came out. <laughs> they were fun though. They were yeah, fun. They were. That was a fun little vehicle. Yes, and I love how. Torpedo's talking about he's never met Snake Eyes and yeah. it's like I hear he's really fierce and Rock and Roll's like yeah wait till you see his spike knuckled trench knives <laughs> his, <laughs> his collection, collection. <laughs> yes <laughs> I thought that was great uh, then we have uh, Destro is landing in a, in the Cobra jet and it's a we are told that it's a VTOL uh, which is the vertical takeoff and landing vehicles in case someone was being nitpicky and like there's no way that jet can land anywhere uh, <laughs> so. He uh, he lands. We turn the page, and we have uh, Snake Eyes with Quinn, and they're driving in their pink Cadillac, <laughs> and they uh, they're uh, yeah. So they're they're arriving to where they're track. They've been tracking down Scarface the whole time. So um, and the, yeah, and this is the first time we see Quinn call him Shadow Man. Yes, he was calling him Shadow Man. Yes. Throughout this. Uh, I have to stop for a minute. So this is the first of the entertaining ads. Yes. I, I guess this issue must have come out like in August. It was a December print date, but or you know, date on it, but I think it must have been August because the ad here is for the ABC cartoon schedule for September nineteen eighty three. Oh. So you you start at eight o'clock that morning, Eastern time, the best of Scooby Doo, eight thirty the Little Rascals Richie Rich show, oh, nine o'clock Monchi Cheese. 9.30, Pac-Man, 10 o'clock, Rubik the Amazing Cube, 10.30, The Littles, 11, The Puppies Further Adventures, which I don't remember that one. I don't remember and, that and one. And 11.30 yeah. was the new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. And then, watch for Menudo. Oh, wow. <laughs> On ABC between Rubik's the Amazing Cube and The Littles every week. <laughs> I watched all of that except for The Adventures of the Puppies or whatever yeah, that is. The puppies I don't show. remember that one, and I don't. I can't say that I watched Menudo. Well, I remember Menudo because they made like little music videos. But yeah, I do remember that. The, the pic, I mean, it's got pictures of Pac-Man, and yeah. I assume what's the puppy's got really long ears. I don't, I don't okay. remember that show. But Monchichi's and Rubik, I certainly remember Rubik because I think I, Menudo sang the theme song to Rubik. Yeah, yeah. I remember, um, I remember the Pound Puppies cartoon, but this isn't that. Isn't this? Um, no, it's not. It's yeah. something else. I remember Rubik's Amazing Cube, and and I remember I remember all the shows Munchie Cheese. I had a Munchie Cheese as a kid, so um, so yeah, I remember all those uh, except for that one cartoon. So well, that was that's the first one. There there are others because again, the timing of this book. Yeah, it was new TV season. So Look, looking for it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love it. Um, so all the Joes are heading uh, heading to shore. Uh, they notice that the Cobra uh, Jet is landing on the roller coaster, which is it never actually lands. It just kind of hovers there. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. And I'm like, how the hell did he pull that off? <laughs> like, wouldn't you run out of fuel at some point? <laughs> but uh, he ropes down 
Uh, Destro ropes down to onto the uh, roller coaster, and then we see Scarface is inside a uh, little hut, you know hut place or little shack building that's there. He notices that Destro is actually coming down, and then another great fun scene is uh, Joe's roll up in their APC onto shore, and uh, we get uh, when we turn the page we have. Uh, uh, Torpedo and rock and roll come to shore <laughs> on their Manta, and the girls are talking to him like, "You guys sail that thing all the way from Malibu?" He's like, "Nah, just from Staten Island." He's like, "Mind watching it for us till we get back?" And they're like, "Sure, don't take too long." So rock and roll's got away with the ladies. Uh, it's What's probably that like beard, right? It's probably like Keith Knudsen rocked that beard one. <laughs> uh, so. We have uh, Snake Eyes, or I'm sorry, Scarface. He's, he starts up the roller coaster to take try to take out Destro, uh, and they, the Joes notice this as they're as they're wheeling their APC up the stairs onto the <laughs> onto the dock. Um, I should say onto the boardwalk there. Uh, then we have uh, Quinn busting. <laughs> he busts through chains with his fists, <laughs> like. He just smashes open a gate and the chain just busts open. And he's, he's... Quinn's a tough cookie, man. Yeah, man. That's why he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know. Um, we have Destro noticing that the roller coaster's coming at him, so he launches his wrist rockets at it while Quinn busts, op- busts open the shack there and grabs Scarface. He wants to know where Dr. Venom is. Uh, we see the explosion when we turn the page. Uh, from Destro's wrist rockets blowing up the roller coaster. Uh, and there's debris just falling down and rock and roll and torpedo. I love the fact that torpedo's still in all of his wet gear. <laughs> exactly. What the hell? <laughs> um, and I'm curious, are those supposed to be like missile rockets on the side of his backpack, or is that just like air tanks? <laughs> I think they were little rockets, I thought, but okay. I, I don't That's remember. What they like. Yeah. Uh, so... The Joes are pointing out that Scarface, uh, if he wasn't spooked before, he sure is now. <laughs> and Because uh, they don't know what's happening inside, which is that Quinn and Snake Eyes are getting information from him. And uh, they're like, hey, you can take this the pink Cadillac out front and get out of here. Uh, we, we're just interested in Dr. Venom. So Destro notices the Joes have shown up. And uh, Joes are about to storm the, uh, the shack. And they're shooting up at Destro, but he's shooting missiles, his wrist missiles down at them, and the shrapnel's hitting everywhere, so they have to take cover. I think it's funny that when when they go into battle like this, Scarlet's got a helmet. Yes. <laughs> but Hawk doesn't. Yes. I, he's got that beautiful flat top, so he doesn't ever let anybody mess with it. But no. it just makes me laugh that she doesn't wear one until literally they jump out of the they jump out of the uh, carrier and they just start shooting but she's got a bright green helmet on her head now (laughs) Now, and she i mean she never had one as a figure or anything no uh -uh. so Uh -uh. yeah now and it what i find amusing too is that destro's wrist rocket like caused a huge explosion for the uh roller coaster but when he fired it down at the joes it just kind of caused some shrapnel little (laughs) little mini explosion in the sand and that's it so um next page we have quinn Saying that they have to get out of there, we have. Uh, he's like, he tells Snake Eyes, he's like, you can come with me. It's your choice. You know, your friends are out 
outside there, but uh, you can come with me. We can find Dr. Venom. Uh, we see Scarface is screeching away in uh, the pink Cadillac. And, John, I have to tell you, Shannon has now ingrained in my head that that little ice cream truck should be Thurman's ice cream. Thurman's ice cream? Ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, guys. It's just some poor schmuck. Yeah, Although that, it's like, did you recognize that guy? And he's like a masked guy with two scars on it across his mug. If I knew him, I wouldn't know him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I knew him, I wouldn't know him. I love it. Um, then we got Destro. He's hopping over the, the fence there. He's shooting back at the Joes so they don't chase after him. Uh, the Joes are ordered to go into the, the shack there, but they get in. They realize it's empty. Destro steals the ice cream truck. Yes, he does. <laughs> All 31 flavors. And I want Murray to be a reoccurring character. <laughs> He's like, heck, Murray, you going to let that bozo knock you down and take your ice cream truck? He's like, yep. <laughs> Old Murray always makes it a point never to con- contradict anybody with a stainless, stainless steel, steel head. head. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, I do love, too, that the APC throughout this entire uh, story is without the canopy. Yep. Yep. I think that's pretty awesome. Because I, I certainly played with mine without the canopy at Absolutely. Time, so. Um so they go after him and they you know they hop in into the back of the APC there. Uh people are watching from uh I think it's from like a subway or something like that. But uh an elevated train, yeah. Elevated train, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they're thinking a movie's going on. And I didn't notice this the first time I read it, but I noticed it the second time I read it that Quinn and Snake Eyes. You guys are on the per- on the train. Yeah. On the train. Because <laughs> I was so busy reading the, the dialogue, I didn't look at the image that closely. And I was like, oh, they're right there. Um, and we have uh, Destro's chasing the pink Cadillac. The APC's chasing Destro. And Destro's lobbing grenades back at him. And they're... T- uh, saying about how they need to catch up to him, but they're like, yeah, he needs to stop chucking grenades and I can catch up to him then. Uh, turn to the next page. We have, uh, they're going down the highway. Uh, Rock and Roll's shooting at the ice cream truck. And uh, all of a sudden the pink Cadillac hits hits the curb, goes tilting over. Destro pulls up in the ice cream truck, grabs Scarface by the collar there and pulls him into the ice cream truck. And... Uh, they realize the, the APC that there's sparks coming out and there's gas coming out of the uh, caddy. The, the caddy, yeah. And they're like, all it's going to take is one little spark, and boom, the thing blows over. Uh, and luckily, a tr- uh, semi truck pulls up and helps them right side. It just take a tow cable and pull it, flip it over yeah, back. Yeah, just flip it back. And and of course, it's it's all just this is all just. Uh, um, simulation stuff right <laughs> they're like yeah yeah it's totally simulated <laughs> just help us get this thing back up and uh scarface and destro have a, little, a nice little chat uh and they talk about what was in the briefcase of uh, dr venom and uh apc is is rolling up and this security guard or cop is flagging him down he's like you guys uh respond fast he says we just called this in a few seconds ago Okay, so I got to stop you here. Yeah, this is the glorious centerfold spread. Is the NBC cartoon lineup for the nice. fall of 1983? All right, and it is. It says NBC Saturday morning. We got the jazz, and that's coming out of Mr. T's mouth. Nice. So you've got the Flintstone Funnies, okay, Shirt Tails, uh-huh. Smurfs, Alvin and the Chipmunks, yep. Mr. T, 
Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk, and your favorite, Thundar the Barbarian. Nice. I watched all of those. <laughs> and it is a full bore. You got Big Mr. T, you got Smurf, you got Spider-Man, his amazing friends, you got Thundar, you got everybody on here. I, so. I, I, and I know I've said it before, and I'll say it again, they, they need to do something with Thundar. <laughs> there, there needs to either be a new cartoon, or a comic series, or something. Somebody needs to buy the rights. It's, it's ripe for the picking right now. So... Um, that's awesome. I yeah, I loved all of those. Uh, I don't know if you watched all of those or not, but I don't remember Flintstone funnies at all. Okay, I know I saw Shirt Tales a bit. Yeah. We watched Smurfs, Alvin, Mr. T. I mean, I watched the rest of them. I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember Flintstone funnies though. I don't. Yeah, I remember Flintstone funnies. I don't think I watched very many of them, but uh, Shirt Tales. I always remember. I think his name was Bogey the orangutan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always liked him because he, he was kind of based his his mannerisms and ways of speaking was based off of hum, uh, Humphrey Bogart. So, um, little little factoid there for you. Um, and I remember shirt sure, tails. That's what I remember. All right, so going back to the the story here. They asked the security guy what he's babbling about, and they said somebody just hijacked a plane. And we see Destro took over a plane, and Scarface is keeping all the passengers uh, hostage. So there's a lot that happens in this issue, by the way. There is a lot, and I find it interesting that, at least this early on, they go to a real place. Or they're going to go. They say, I want to go to Libya, which in the 80s, certainly a lot of strife. Yeah. Interesting that it was not Trunchill, Epismia, or... These other places that they make up later, and I wonder if that's because somebody said, "Hey, we can't really talk about yeah, be a little world too, stuff or a little some little sensitive too, stuff." Yeah, yeah, you know, people hijacking planes. Let's face it, when we were kids, that was a big issue. I mean, yeah. people did it in the Middle East a lot, if, as I recall, and so he's like, right, "We're going to go to Tripoli." <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've heard people say this, and, I, and I'm fine with it, but I've heard people say like. Uh, they should, in order to kind of reinvigorate Joe, you should have them going after terrorists of the modern age. And I'm like, that's a great idea. But at the same time, I can only imagine how sensitive people would be about something like that. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but no more sensitive than, like you said, what was going on back then. There was airplanes being hijacked back then. So, um, and they showed it in the comic here. Uh, <laughs> but again, Cobra's supposed to be a terrorist organization. So. That's right. Uh, so we see that the uh, Joes are boarding a, a cargo jet there, uh, and it's kind of you kind of get your Joe roll call here, which is Clutch, Scarlet, Stalker, Airborne, Wild Bill, Ace, Grunt, Flash, and Rock and Roll. And they're like, "What happened to Torpedo?" Uh, this is the best. <laughs> he said he in Rock and Roll says, and I was surprised it was Torpedo and not Rock and Roll based on how yeah. it happened earlier, but. Uh, Rock and Roll says he had to go back to the beach to pick up the manta from the uh, people we left it with. <laughs> so, but no, but the so then Scarlet's like he wouldn't do any good in the desert anyway, and he's like I wouldn't say that he's probably getting into some heavy maneuvers in the sand right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I was ten, I didn't get that at no, all. No, <laughs> not at all. To me, that is one of those uh, Looney Tunes jokes, where it's like, as a kid, it just goes right over your head, but as an adult, you're like, I, I get it now. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have uh, Ace is kind of leading them along the way, uh, thankfully. Uh, he doesn't crash, Jason. He does, he does not. Yeah, he does not crash in this episode, or this issue at all, so... 
I was waiting for it to happen, but it never happens. Um, I will say he looks a little wonky, uh, how, how they drew him in, with his helmet and everything else. Uh, that's a big-ass helmet. Makes it seem like he has a big-ass head. <laughs> so, kind of oblong, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see uh, later that the uh, jet lands and uh, Scarface and Destro get out, and they get into a like a limo which actually has Dr. Venom in it. And he says, uh, welcome to Libya, Scarface. It's time for your inoculation. Okay, so here's the last of the good, I think this is the last of the great ads. Okay. There's a full-page ad for Marvel Comics subscriptions. Nice. You got, if you the instead of a 12-issue subscription, you got 16 issues for $6.50. Wow. And it says on the newsstands you'd pay nine fifty. Now this this is also very interesting. Let's talk. You know, think about how many titles does Marvel put out now in a month? Oh my god! I I, I don't even know. Would, no, was fifty? Is that sounds probably a good round a, number? I mean, okay, yeah. this is Alpha Flight, Spider Man, Avengers, Cap, Conan, Crystar, Daredevil, Dazzler, Defenders, Doc Strange, Fantastic Four, GI Joe, Hulk. Indiana Jones, Iron Man, Marvel Tales, Team Up, New Mutants, Peter Parker, Power Man, Iron Fist, Rom, Star Wars, Thing, Thor, US One, and X Men. That's it. Well, yeah. And then there are special titles: Kazar, Micronauts, Moon Knight, Moon Knight are all eight dollars, and then Conan and What If are ten dollars, and then the Peace de la Resistance Marvel Fanfare was fourteen dollars. Oh wow. <laughs> well, and. And you have to figure a lot of those titles were prop- licensed properties, which Marvel doesn't do a lot of anymore because they are right. their own thing. Well, uh, you figure you got ROM, Star Wars, Indiana uh, Jones, US One, Indiana Jones, Joe, uh, uh, Crystar, Micronauts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, but yeah, and I also love the fact that it says name, address, you know, everything, and age. Yeah. Which I'm sure when I, because I had multiple subscriptions as a kid, you know, over the years, I'd keep getting them. I kind of wonder if I put an age on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine asking that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Uh, I, I've always wanted to go back and get some of those old Indiana Jones ones uh, issues that they, they did. I, I don't think they did very many, but. Uh, yeah, I, I have a handful of those. That was was that the Further Adventures? I think they called it. Yeah, yeah. I think Simonson did some of those, didn't yeah, he? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always wanted to kind of read them, see if anything, just see if they're any good. <laughs> I I have a handful. I don't have many of them, but I've got some of them in yeah. in a long box somewhere. Nice. Um. So we have uh, their the Joes are flying. Out, they know where they need to go. They said we'll land and deploy just north of uh, Mizda, in the desert near the oil fields. Uh, now we're in Tripoli, and we're in a hotel room where we have Destro and uh, Doctor Venom, and they're talking with uh, Cobra Commander there, and they're they're talking about what they've done with Scarface, and you see Scarface sweating bullets outside the room because he's got this. This inoculation in them, which is basically a, a virus that they want to get Scarface. They basically want to give Scarface back to the Joes, get them back in their hands, so that he can infect them in their headquarters. Just uh, pretty yeah. brilliant for Cobra yeah. Commander's part. Absolutely, this is a Cobra Commander I can get behind. 
<laughs> not the buffoon well, that's in that, the animated that, that's series. That's up there with the uh, when they tried to poison the ink for yes. the money. Yeah. I, I, if, it's, if this was Destro or Cobra Commander or Dr. Venom thinking, oh, whoever's thinking this stuff up, that's pretty diabolical. I, Absolutely. I, like you said, you could, you could imagine that. Yeah, uh, that's it crazy. Would totally, it would totally, it could totally work. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a feasible plan, unlike what we got a lot of times yes. in the cartoon. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we have uh, ninety miles south of Tripoli. Uh, we have the Joes are getting uh, unloading everything, uh, which they had a lot in that plane. <laughs> they did because I don't remember a helicopter following them out there. <laughs> um, they at least they didn't draw one in the in the sky. So somehow they fit the helicopter in the plane. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have uh, Ace is uh, doing some recon missions over uh, for them, uh, and they find out that Cobra's actually on the move, and uh, they're going through the desert there. So the Joes basically use the, the dust that's being kicked up to kind of sneak up on them uh, in their vehicles, and... Uh, Hawk gets out and hops onto a, a his tank, and he clocks <laughs> like big time in the back of the head. Uh, he goes, "Oh, what does he say here?" Because it was something like, uh, "He, he says, I'll, I'll have to sing him a song for you, but first I have to find out what key his head is in." Yeah. He goes C flat. <laughs> yeah, not a great choice for a note. That's that C flat is not something you see very often in music. Sorry. Good to for, know. For coming out. I think it's funny too in the shots of the of them, you know, uh, tanks and jeeps and everything that there are motorcycles. And yes, I don't, you know, you don't ever see Cobra ride motorcycles. I wish you, cause you they even have goggles, and you know, they're yeah. they're like ready for the actual desert. Yep. Uh, the Joes are not wearing goggles. Nope. <laughs> but, nope. But, a couple of them are wearing sunglasses, right. but that's about it. <laughs> they can they can just see through all the dust and the dirt that's going in their eyes right now. That's right. That's right. Uh, so they point out that, and somehow they're so, somehow the, the Joe's in the helicopter can see through all this dust what's going on. <laughs> that he knocked out. Oh, we, we know he knocked out Scarface. Huh? Right, right. I'm like, how did you see that he knocked out Scarface? Um, so uh, they said basically that they have to shoot at the uh, Cobra vehicles, but they're to not actually hit them. Like they're not actually looking to take them out. They're just trying to get them out of the way. And uh, it's like, okay, I'm willing to try anything once. <laughs> and uh, so the his tank that Destro is on actually gets hit, and uh, that's actually done by uh, Scarlet. And do you know who's on the motorcycle with her? I don't. Uh, okay. I can't tell. Yeah, I can't really tell from the drawing, but they they basically hit Destro's uh, his tank. He gets knocked off of it. Uh he calls over another uh, his tank, and uh, they again. This is all part of their plan is basically to let Scarface get captured. So even though they're fighting, they're not really fighting that hard. They're just really trying to get away and let the whole plan play out. Uh, I like how the Joes get onto the vamp there. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, love this panel work, and they all jump on, and then they hook it up to the sky hook, and yeah. there they go. Ah. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Uh, so they go flying away in the helicopter, still riding the vamp, and then we see later that they're in a submarine, 
and they talk about how they have to get Scarface back to Joe headquarters. Uh, they talk about like what are, what are we going to do with them and all that type of stuff. Well, and, I love I love Destro's diatribe here. He's like, and so the men of Troy did did take the horse within the gates, and he he says Scarface is my Trojan horse, and he will enable me to destroy GI Joe headquarters at Agamemnon sacked fabled Ilium. Yes. Come on, Larry, that is awesome. <laughs> I love that. How many ten year olds knew who Agamemnon was? I don't know, and they, we and we didn't have Google back then. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know how the hell I lived without Google back then. <laughs> we just had to know stuff. And we didn't know, yeah. And but if you wanted to know something that you didn't know, you had to go to the library. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so the Joes have Scarface in their sub, and they're heading back to Joe headquarters, and that's where the issue ends. So, nice little cliffhanger there, because this is one of those... I, I know there's a term for it, too, where the reader knows something that the characters in the story don't know. Um, I know there's actual literary term for that. If a listener out there knows it, please mm. let me know. Uh, but I know that there is a there's a phrase or a term for that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, us as readers, we know what's going on and we know it's bad. And that right there, to me, would have been enough for me to go. I got to see what happens in the next issue. You know, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So. so, do you remember like how how it was for you when you read this issue as a kid? Like, yeah, you know, I I was trying to think back about it and. I really don't. I, I know I was confused. Like I didn't know who Quinn was because he wasn't a figure. Sure. You know, I, I had no. I the I just remember. I remember seeing this cover and going, you know, wow, there's a GI Joe comic. Like I didn't know. I'd never. Right. I don't know how I missed the ads because I know they ran ads on TV, but I never had never seen the comic at all. And so, yeah. like I said, just pick this up. And it, I mean, it is beat to hell. I must have read it over and over and over. Yeah. Just because I was like, wow, these. There's a stories they're telling stories about these toys that I love so much. I, I just right. like I said, it, it, it just kind of going through it again tonight. I hadn't read this issue in a long time, but I've had so much fun reading these. Oh yeah, early stories with you and and the artwork's great. The panel work is great. Yeah, the the you know we we know what we're getting writing wise, but you know yeah. look like I said, Quinn, Venom, Scarface. I love all these characters, and they're just they're they're so well developed. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, and it's it, to your point. It's a shame they didn't they didn't take more of Larry's advice and yeah, or make toys out of them. Yeah, if they because they or develop them because man, they're real. I mean, they're just they would have sold great characters. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and and the thing too, like uh, I think back to something that Bill Ratner said when we had him on the, on the show, uh, where he talked about you know as kids, you know. Everything nowadays is instant, instantly available. You know, you want to watch something, it's there. You know, you can watch it anytime you want, as many times as you want. When we were kids, you know, if you watched the G.I. Joe cartoon, it was on that day at that time. And if you missed it, you missed it. The comics were a great way to read an adventure of G.I. Joe anytime you wanted to. Like, that was our version of instant gratification, Versus what kids have today, where they can, like I said, they can just go to Netflix or they can go to any streaming service and watch whatever they want to watch instantly whenever they want to. That was what comics were for us growing up. Like, you could you could take a comic and read an adventure of your favorite characters, and then if you loved it, you could go back and read it again. 
uh, and read it again. You, it, just like kids nowadays want to watch something over and over again. Like that's what these comics were for us. And then we'd go play adventures and make up our own adventures with these characters with the action figures. So um, it was just it was a different time. It was a different experience. Sure. And and but I understand why your issue was beat to hell and everything that you read because you. I can't imagine how many times you probably read it. So yeah, I, like I said, it, it, I'm so I'm so glad I was in that drugstore looking. And again, don't know because I didn't. I I did read a handful of comics, but I was not a comic book reader, right? As such, and and the, as I tell people, I mean, this is the one that started it for me and really got me into it. And I was like, oh well, if this is number eighteen, they've got to been making it. They got to have more, right? And then, so then you're going back, and you know, I remember my mom buying. A copy of issue two, and I want to say at the time she spent twenty dollars on it. Oh, I mean, wow. you know, my mom really helped me get. I mean, you know, they were wonderful about feeding that uh, passion. Yeah, and I remember her saying, "I can't believe it. I think it was twenty. It might have been fifteen, but that was the most she'd ever spent on any. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it was a dollar, you know, a yeah. seventy-five cent comic, and I just spent twenty dollars on it. And yeah, uh, as I say, it was all downhill from there. But uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun, and like I said, brought just brought back a lot of memories looking at it. And yeah, one thing one thing I would love to do. I don't know if if you'd be up for it or if you'd have a, enough uh, material. I would love to do an episode of comic issues that like a top five comic issues that meant something to you when you were like younger. Like it, it doesn't have to be wow, Star Joe's. It, does, it yeah, doesn't have to no, be Star. It doesn't have to be Star Joe's related. It could be anything. Uh, it can include Star Joe's related comics. But uh, I know for me, there was just there's been a lot of issues in my life that where I was just like, um, where this was the first one of something that I got, and it meant it meant a lot to me. It'd be or, so hard to remember, you know, because I I know I, I beyond Joe when I really got started, it was going to flea markets and primarily flea markets or bookstores and buying, you know, going into quarter bins and well, at the time even dime bins and just buying yeah. stacks of books. So it's really hard to remember because I, you know, I would buy things. Let's face it. We bought it based on covers. Yeah. And, you know, and some of the, I, you know, some of those covers still resonate. I can yeah. picture them, see them clear as day. I don't necessarily remember all the stories, but yeah, I mean, and, and again, after when it was Joe and then, then I started reading, uh, you know, just picking up everything I could. Yeah. And I, you know, Team America. Team America is awesome. We, yeah. We ever want to talk about Team America or US One? I love all these crazy, yeah, you know, well, toy-related books. That, well, and that what got me thinking me. about it was I've been going through my collection because I'm thinning it down and everything else. And one of the issues I came across, it, it's not an issue that has any value other than sentimental value for me. Um, and I, I don't think I'll get rid of it, even though it's part of a story that I'll probably get rid of everything around it. But I probably will keep this issue. And that was uh, Uncanny X-Men number uh, 338 or 339. I think it's 339. Um, but it has a, a cover with, it's called Brother versus Brother, and it has Cyclops versus Havoc on it. Uh, and it's just a very simple cover. There's not a lot going on with it. But the reason why it meant something to me was I wasn't feeling well. I was, li I was living at... I was at home. I was a kid at home. I wasn't. I was sick, and I wasn't getting better. It was taking a long time to get over. And my mom, I remember being out doing like grocery shopping with my sister and stuff like that, and getting stuff for me to be able to eat and all that. And they bought this issue just because they knew I liked X Men. They knew nothing about comics. 
but they knew that I liked the X-Men. So that was the issue that was on the stand at the store they were at. And they decided to buy it and bring it home. I was not collecting Uncanny X-Men at the time, so I had no idea what the story was about. <laughs> uh, I knew I liked, you know, I liked Cyclops, so I was like, and uh, and I think it was my sister saying, "Oh, he likes X-Men and stuff like that." So this that issue means so much to me just because it was the sentimental factor of like they thought of me, they thought I would like this, and they brought it home, and I read it. And I loved the fact, and I read it with a lot of love because I knew that it was just like, well, we didn't know if you'd like this or not, but we got this for you. And it was like, that meant a lot to me. And it, like I said, it got me thinking about like other comics in my life that might have, like I said, might not have any value whatsoever other than that sentimental value. Right. But, It'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be quite a, quite a, quite a trip down memory lane. Yeah. It'd be tough. Like you said, it would be really tough. Like I said, just trying to think back and yeah, but so. Yeah. Just something to keep in mind. And if, and okay. if, you, ever, and if you ever go, yep, I, I think I'll be ready for that, then let me know, and uh, we can always figure it out. So, um, Anything else you wanted to uh, say about this issue or anything else you want to say uh, for the episode here? I, I think we've said a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we've yeah. said about as much as we much as we should for the no it's been a, it's been fun i'm glad i'm yeah. glad i was able to come back and particularly talk about this book and yeah. if you haven't seen avengers go see it yes enjoy it unless yeah. you don't like superhero movies and if you're not into superhero movies and not sure why you'd be listening to this show <laughs> uh, but no it's uh good stuff all around oh hey real quick how was free comic book day for you oh free comic book day was fantastic thank you for mentioning <laughs> that um i went to carolyn john's like i do every year i uh, t- took a half day off from work and got into line around 3, 3.15. I was the fifth one in line. It was kind of a rainy day, so I think that's what kept people away. Because in past years when it's been nice out, I would get there around 3 o'clock and I'd be like the 20th person in line already. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, our friend Nick uh, came, as he does every year. Uh, he's the one person I can kind of rely on being there every year for Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> Uh, Chuck usually goes the next day, uh, but they had a lot of artists, as they do every year. So how it works for anyone that hasn't heard me talk about this before, there's a local comic shop called Carol and John's, and they are uh, amazing in the community. They are very involved in the community, and they are an example of what a comic book shop should be. Uh, they're very successful because of how involved they are in the community. Um they know their they know their customers, uh, and they host an event every year for Free Comic Book Day. Uh, they do a midnight release, which is the one I go to, and then they do uh, an all day event on the following Saturday. And what they it's multifaceted. So what they do is at ten o'clock, you know, people are getting in line and everything else. At ten o'clock, they open up the doors. They have cosplayer groups local cosplayer groups they have 501st is there the local ghostbusters chapter is there they they bring in these uh, official cosplay companies and everything else to have people there and they, they have photo shoot opportunities uh they've recently got involved with neotac which is our northeast ohio toys and collectibles club uh so they those guys were there uh they they're located in an area called cam's corner which is a, a strip mall and they had a bar there that was involved with that evening's festivities. Uh, that's where Neotech was set up. And you'd go in there, you'd get a drink and everything else, and pick up a free comic that the comic shop provided. 
Um, and then there was an ice cream place, a little local ice cream place that also had, they had the Infinity Gauntlet Sunday, which was awesome, which was <laughs> based, it was a, uh, a, it was a, um, an ice cream with multicolored sprinkles in it. And then they put rock, multicolored rock candy on top of it. Oh, that's phenomenal. Which that's was great. And then what they did was if you bought that, they were also given a stack of free comics, which were the True, True Believer comics, which are like the Marvel reprints yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They had the uh, Infinity Gauntlet reprint to hand out if you bought that particular uh, ice cream. Um, so they really set this up as an event in that whole shopping plaza. Uh, and then uh, they rent out a space that's a little ways from the shop itself. It's a completely empty area. Uh and what they do is they set up tables at 10 o'clock. You can go in and there's like 15 to 20 artists in there. They're all local artists and they will do free sketches of anything you want. Um, and I've gotten to know some of the artists. One of my favorite ones that I go to every year, his name is Robert Wayland, And uh, he is fantastic. I want to actually get a full blown commission done by him. Uh he, I go to him every year. He's my first commission that I get done every year. He has done several ones for me. I came up and he always remembers me. I came up, I come up to him and and he's like, "How you've been?" I was like, "I've been good." I was like, "You're my first one this year, as always." And he goes, "I'd be disappointed if I wasn't." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he drew a Mega Man sketch for me, and it's because I handed him my video game sketchbook, and he picked Mega Man, and he did like a picture Mega Man who's a little bit more grizzled, like Cup from the Transformers, where he's like a veteran almost. Uh, that's kind of what style he did. Uh, I don't have my sketchbook right now because uh, I another local guy, Rick Lozano, who has become a, a good friend, and he is an amazing artist as well, he wanted to do Link in that book, and he said he's not doing color sketches that night. But he's like, if you are willing to leave your book with me, he says, I will take it home and do a color sketch for you of Link, and then I'll contact you when it's ready. So I'm just waiting for, for that. I'm actually going to reach out to him soon because I haven't heard from him uh, since then uh, to see if it's done. And, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I, so I had a Mega Man drawn. Someone drew Mario. And then, uh, like I said, Rick's going to draw Link for me. Uh, but then at midnight... You get back in line to where you are. Everyone's very cordial. So even though we, you know, we got out of line to go get some sketches done, uh, we, we are, you're able to get back in line where you were because you leave your stuff there. Uh, and uh, then at midnight, they let you in to again to go down the tables. And the, the first 200 people in line get got a free X-Men uh, trade paperback of their selection. And uh, that was the theme this year was X-Men. So there was also an art. So you go get your 10 comics out of the 50 that are available. Uh, they have their own cover for the DC Comics one uh, that was uh, the Villains of the Year issue. Uh, Carolyn Johns actually had their own cover. So the back cover is their, is their cover. And then the front cover is the Villain of the Year normal cover with, uh, it's with the Carolyn Johns logo on it. Uh, they had a local artist that did the Legion of Doom as cats because oh. because the Carolyn Johns has Winston who is their mascot cat in the shop uh, so they had the Legion of Doom as a bunch of cats and that was a lot of fun and that's on the back cover of that issue and everyone got a copy of that issue 
so you got 10 plus that one, plus your, your free trade. And then there's an art gallery that local artists did of X-Men-related stuff, and you could buy prints of that stuff. You can also buy the actual artwork if you wanted to. Uh, they do a huge mural the next day that's based on the theme, and that and it's done by a bunch of local artists working on it together. And then that mural goes in the shop for that year. Um, they of course have sales in the shop and everything else. They just do it right. And oh, they have uh, beer that they brew themselves, and it's always based on the theme. So uh, this year they had uh, a Wolverine brew, which was uh, like a, a dark. Canadian type brew, and then they had a light pilsner, which was Cyclops. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! And they have labels that are made for the beer. Um, yeah, John, you, one of these years you have to be here for free. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's... and it and it goes till two in the morning. Wow! Uh, and then the next day they start again at ten a.m. and they do it all again, and they get two to three thousand people over the weekend. So. Have they been up for a Spirit of the Spirit Award from Eisner's? I'm sure they have. Yeah, that's sure great. Have. That's that's um, phenomenal. And I, I see John almost every year at, at Baltimore Comic Con because he comes out there for for uh, the retailer portion of that. Yeah. Um, he's a great guy. He's a firefighter, uh, so he's a he's a local firefighter guy, um, volunteer firefighter. Uh, he he his favorite character is Captain America because he is Captain America. Like he he's He's an all-around good guy. That's um, great. Yeah, and uh, his mom, his mom Carol, is the one that always announces that Free Comic Book Day at midnight. She comes out and announces Free Comic Book Day has started. Uh, so yeah, it's just it. It's an awesome community feeling, and it's what I have. I posted something about it recently because someone did. Uh, one of the guys that works at the shop there, he always does his retro review of Free Comic Book Day, and he posted it, and I post shared what he did on uh, what he wrote, and I said this is why I I make it a point to come to this event every year because you know you hear oh it's free comics why do you get why do you take it part of the day off to go wait in line for you know hours and hours and hours is it really worth it for those comics are they that special and it's like that's not what it's about. Uh, it's about this community that they created here, and uh, yeah, it's it's everything you would want a comic shop to do, and everything you'd want a comic co- community to do. It's a mini convention, it really is. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, thanks for asking about that. Uh, it it was uh, a great time. I absolutely loved it, and uh, I can't wait till next year. Uh, so it is, it is something that I always have marked on my calendar to take a little bit of time off from work to, to make sure I get in line and enjoy and, and really enjoy it. So, so uh, John, how can they find you? Uh, huh. Find me, uh, hrsocialrpodcast.podbean.com. And all Twitter, over the country, uh, all over the place. <laughs> uh, I will, t- I will say, uh, yeah, I listened to the last show with Grub, and he mentioned the uh, upcoming Galaxy Con here in Richmond. I, I will be there all weekend. Uh, nice. Andre's going to be in town hey. for that show, and I think JP is going to be in it for at least a day. Grub will be here as around. So if you're in the greater Richmond area, it should be a really fun show. It's run by the same people that did. The uh, awesome, not awesome, rather, um, uh, Supercon 
down in Florida for okay. years, and they've they've rebranded as GalaxyCon now, and they do them in Richmond, Louisville, Raleigh, Florida. But uh, it's a uh, it's not just a comic show. It's got a lot of media presence. Barry Bostwick's going to be there. Nice Ace Hunter of of uh, Megaforce fame. So of course yeah. we're going to. <laughs> I, as I, I, Shannon is going to be traveling overseas while it's going on because I actually talked to him about coming down to meet him. Uh-huh. He's like, "No, nah, I got. I'm on. We're going to be overseas for their uh, anniversary, I believe. So I may have to get him a picture signed by Barry yeah. Boswick. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun show. So yeah, if you're around, uh, come check us out there. And uh, as always, appreciate everybody that's helped with the show and supporting not only this podcast but. But the uh, but the social hour, I will have a special edition of an entirely different podcast soon. Uh, I will put it on the board when it is out. Uh, nice. There is a long story that I'm not going to explain here about it, but let's just say it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun when I put it out, and I think some of you may enjoy it. Nice, very cool. Looking forward to that. Um, I do want to thank uh, our sp- sponsors uh, and those that support through Patreon. Uh, I will be having an episode of that coming out soon. Uh, I haven't done one yet for this month, so that is coming. I will say uh, I'm hoping to actually do two episodes this month, even though I know we're already midway through the month. Uh, But I will be covering a previews episode, and then I also am going to be jumping into covering The Flash. Uh, I talked about covering the Mark Wade and Jeff Johns run of The Flash, and it was perfect timing for me to do it right now because... The current run of The Flash is doing a year one story, and the start of Mark Wade's run starts with with the story called Year One. So uh, I'm actually going to cover both the Mark Wade Year One story alongside the current Flash issues that are called Year One. So I, it'll be interesting because the Mark Wade one covers Wally West, and the current one covers Barry Allen. So uh, so that'll be fun to do. Um, but I want to thank uh, Jonathan Morgantini who does the Just Roll With It podcast. Uh, it's a uh, Dungeons & Dragons style uh, game-playing podcast that takes place in Middle-earth. Uh, we have Will Bell, who does Dudes in Toyland. Uh, and then we have uh, Jason uh, Pravat, who has Pop Culture Carolina on Instagram. He also has a website that he told me about, but uh, I know at the time, and I don't know if this has changed, so Jason, if it's changed, please let me know. Uh, at the time, he, did, he said he didn't really have much content on there, so he says once he gets that up and going to show his geek side, he will let me know so I can I can kind of give that out. But right now, you can follow him on Pop Culture Carolina on Instagram, and he posts geeky stuff there that he's in, he loves doing. And uh, we had a new Patreon member, which is Ronald Stanley. Uh, he donated just uh, today, actually, uh, and so I appreciate that. Uh, it helps with some of the costs of doing the show uh so i i really appreciate it uh and uh can't say enough thank yous for all of our patreon members um you can find our show at starjoes.com you can find merchandise on there we just recently had some people buy some uh a starjoes hat and a starjoes t-shirt and i appreciate that um and i actually got to see what it looked like and it the hat actually came out really awesome so i was like that's really cool um and uh but yeah you can find us on itunes stitcher radio all your favorite places to find podcasts and let's face it if you're listening to this that means you already found us somewhere so 
but really, really appreciate all the support. Please send us emails. It's starjoespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, so far, as far as I know, i got to double-check it, but so far the voicemail still works, so it's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-JOES. Leave us a voicemail, and we will play it on the air and respond to it. Haven't had a voicemail in a while, and definitely haven't had emails in a while. You can email us about anything, and we'll talk about it. We'll read it on the air, and we'll talk about it. We'll answer any questions you have. Always happy to do that. So, uh, But I think... That is everything I have to say. Uh, other than there will be some news coming up. Uh, I mentioned it on Patreon. I may have mentioned it on here before. I will actually be doing uh, fulfilling a lifelong dream of mine, which is doing my own comic book, uh, at least one issue of my own comic book. So I will talk about that in a future episode uh, and uh, give all the details uh, when I have more details for you. But just be a be ready to hear hear about that because I'm pretty stoked about doing that. So, uh, but with that, we will head, go ahead and close the episode by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.